Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Global Shuffle Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Vollerbrecht, and I'm pleased today to be interviewing Terry Rock. Terry is currently accelerating innovation in Calgary, Alberta, as a CEO of Calgary Technologies. And he's led a very, very interesting career, and I've known him for a few years due to our mutual time in ISEC. And I really wanted to interview him, him taking this new role because he's led such an interesting career, whether that's in the educational space where he did his PhD, in consulting and strategy, in technology and business, in politics and arts and culture. He's been really involved in, in a number of different ecosystems. And I think that that leads itself very well to his new role as CEO of Calgary Technologies. So it was a great opportunity for me to connect and also understand what's happening in Calgary today from an innovation perspective, because I often... I know I'm more familiar with the Waterloo, Toronto, Montreal ecosystem in terms of what's happening. And so I really want to understand what's happening in Calgary. What's the story there? So we, we dived right into that, his experience so far. What are the real innovations happening there? And I'm sure you will enjoy the interview. Let's go. So hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm pleased to have Terry Rock, uh, someone who I worked with back in the day in ISEC. Well, not directly, but I guess uh, in some ways uh, as an alumni. Uh, but really happy to have you on today, Terry. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have one of the more interesting stories out there just because you've worked in so many different sectors. And I guess it leads to your, your current role today. But for everyone that's listening, could you tell us about kind of your journey into your current role? Sure. Well, now I am the uh, president and CEO of Calgary Technologies, Inc., which I said should say is uh, about to be renamed. Um, uh, we were part of Innovate Calgary for about the past eight years, but actually started in 1981 as the Calgary Research and Development Authority. Uh, and so I've come in starting on May 3rd. Um, I left two years as the executive director of the Alberta Small Brewers Association. Uh, prior to that, I ran for a political office in the last Alberta election, thankfully didn't win. Uh, and then uh, prior to that, I was doing a bit of consulting Coming out of about 10 years working as the founding president and CEO of Calgary Arts Development Authority. And then before that, um, I was a professor at the University of Calgary in the business school. Um, and I came from Texas Tech with a PhD in management with a focus on strategy, entrepreneurship, and innovation. So, in a lot of ways, uh, this new job that I've got is full circle for me. A little stint after my after my professor days uh, in venture capital, um, but it was in the late '90s, and uh, as we all know, the internet turned out to be a fad. So that little <laughs> the when the thing blew up, when the dot com bubble burst, uh, I was back in looking for other things to do. Well, I'm really curious to understand more because, I mean, I saw you at an ISIC alumni event a little while ago, but didn't get a chance really to talk too much. Like, I mean, when I see you in this role, it makes perfect sense to me because, you know, it is a very community driven organization. You're really looking at how to bring together multiple stakeholders to really move things forward. Like what, what drew you to the role? I mean, how did that process all work? Because, I mean, I, when I worked with you a lot, you were at Calgary Arts Development at the time. Yeah. Um, and the Brewer, the Brewers Association seemed to be quite aligned to that, but what drew you to this role? How did that all happen? Well, ultimately, you know, I think my career, when you trace the, the path of my career, uh, the, the overarching theme is that I'm about building um, creative communities and, and working at that system change level. It's what I love to do. Um, I don't mind getting into the politics. I like translating between the, the, you know, the people who are on the ground doing the work 
and the policymakers and coming up with creative solutions. Um, I'm a, I'm an, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad is probably, uh, he's probably over his lifetime started more than 20 companies. Um, and uh, so I come by that naturally, even though I apply it in, in really not a traditional entrepreneurial um, sense, although I have had my own businesses. Um, and uh, yeah, so ultimately that, that's what it's about. I want to make our, our cities great. And I think in Canada, that's a really important part of what we do. And the fact that we, you know, we can have a city that is driven by innovation and startups is our vision for Calgary. We want to make our, our city a global hub for startups and innovation. Um, we want to leap from a city that uh, has been built on the global energy industry into one that is important globally for uh, broader um, innovation and startups. So that's, I mean, what a great mandate. And so that's what drew me to it. It's it's really full circle for my life. And one thing you said earlier in that comment was just how um, you, you don't mind getting into the politics. Do you find that some people in tech or in any of these organizations sometimes are averse to to playing in that sphere, you know, just in terms of the larger stakeholders they have to work with? Uh, I think, yeah, one of, well, at least in Alberta, one of the things that I've noticed is that there, there hasn't been as much organization, I think, as, as there could and should be to galvanize um, more at a local level, um, uh, you know, a vision for what we could be as a, as a city that's driven by tech or that where tech is a um, tech and innovation more broadly is, is an economic driver. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. It's fragmented uh, by nature. A lot of small organizations that have their heads down working on their business, that's really important. Um, and they should do that. So it's organizations like ours that, that need to do the, the grindy work of, of pulling it all together in one compelling story and, uh, and continue to tell it. So, and, and I don't want to, I don't like when people say like the Google or something, but just for this purpose, I mean, I I'm familiar with Communitech here in Waterloo. Uh, I'm familiar with Mars in Toronto. How similar would you say uh, this organization is to those ones that from what I gather, you know, have a lot of programs in place for entrepreneurs play a, uh, a you know, Kind of a policy advocacy role and really work to build the ecosystem. How do you say? It com- how would you think that it compares to to some of those other ones out there that people might be familiar with? Yeah. Well, those are good. I mean, those are world class organizations that have that have made enormous, important changes um, in Canada, and so they're they're definitely groups that we look up to. Uh, we are part of the Canadian Digital Media Network, um, and that runs out of Communitech. And uh, so there's a ton we can learn from them and, and others around the world. Uh, we've, we've uh, since I started in May, we've adopted a new high-level strategic direction that really calls for us to be in three key areas of business, um, acceleration being one, placemaking being the second, and advocacy and communication being the third. Um, and, uh, and ultimately, you know, we are we're successful to the extent that we engage our local ecosystem and bring out strong connectivity in the local uh, community um, to the extent that we activate early stage success. So that we're seeing investment flowing, we're seeing companies move quickly 
uh, into getting recurring revenue and getting investment, um, and that we're seeing more more of the Calgary investment community investing in Calgary. And then third, to the extent that we're able to globalize our ecosystem and make international connections have global aspirations for what we're doing. Um, that, you know, when you talk about the Communitex and Marses of, of Canada, uh, I think they've set that path. And, and uh, if we have, um, if we can reach their levels of success, we'll be ecstatic. For sure. And, and the, of, of those three you mentioned, so, I mean, you talked about accelerating business. So I get that point. The third one, you talked about advocacy. The second, you mentioned placemaking. What is, what is that exactly? Um, uh, ultimately, you know, placemaking is, uh, we own uh, a 120,000 square foot building, the Alistair Ross Technology Center. Uh, we have 40 companies working out of here right now and, and more popping in every day. Um, and we're actually looking at uh, a broader based placemaking initiative around really trying to understand what it might be to have Calgary be have an innovation corridor kind of feel maybe, um, you know, in and around Calgary. And then how do we work with Edmonton to create a kind of QE2 highway innovation corridor? Um, both of these are what I would consider to be ecosystem level placemaking things. So how does our space add value to and create community and promote innovation? Um, and then how do we then play a role in our city and making startups and innovation more visible, more part of the brand of Calgary, that kind of thing. Cool. Um, and I mean, that's just helpful for me. I hadn't really heard it phrased that way before, but it makes a lot of sense, um, especially given the two cities there. And how would you like categorize a Calgary startup scene? I mean, I read some of the interviews that you've done already, and you talked about a lot about energy innovation, which makes sense, I suppose, yeah. um, which is an area I hear too much about because that's not as big out, out east, I suppose. Like for myself, I mean, I've been to Calgary before, but a lot of people haven't, and I haven't been in quite a while. Like how would you categorize like what types of companies are coming up from that you're seeing? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, any thriving ecosystem will have some kind of a core and there's no doubt that we are a global energy center. So, um, so a lot of the, the activity is going to come out of that where what's really interesting is when it makes lateral changes. So we have a, an IOT company here, um, sensor, sorry, a sensor company that I guess it's IOT also, but, uh, called ZI and they have monitors that work on wellheads. But now they're starting to have those monitors be applied to 7-Eleven stores and the slush machines so that you're, when, when levels get low, someone gets notified. Um, so there's, that's kind of interesting. Um, Calgary is also, I'm not sure people rec really recognize, but we're the, on a per capita basis, we're the, the highest uh, concentration of head offices in Canada. So we actually have a lot of, transactions oil and gas industry spins out a lot of transactions with a lot of different parties that have an interest in any given transaction so we're seeing a lot of um that kind of uh data analytic um you know blockchain kind of activity happening uh, we've got some quite interesting work happening around blockchain um, that is solving major problems in these uh, in the 
transacting of, of oil and gas um, in, in oil and gas transactions. So I think that's really that's that's an interesting piece that that we're paying a lot of attention to. Uh, clean tech is is also an area that you know hope we're really hoping that we can make a jump into. Uh, there's there are a number of issues. Alberta is showing really great leadership on environment from the provincial government level, and there's they are putting money into innovation, and we're seeing startups form up around that. It's really interesting, and and just in terms of the transition too. I mean, like it's yeah, like there's innovation within the existing oil and gas, and then also in these new clean tech spaces. Um, wow, and I, yeah, it's interesting to hear about like the blockchain being applied to oil and gas transactions. That's that's super cool. Yeah, because you'll have you know you'll have an asset that's owned by multiple parties, and everyone needs to get a royalty out of it and different slices, and so. You know how that so you can the the what blockchain allows you to do can can significantly improve the uh, efficiency of those transactions. Some of it honestly still happens in, on paper, um, and so those changes are are coming. And as these technologies just make it you know impossible to ignore the efficiencies you, that you can get out of it. There's you know. Um, Industrial Internet of Things is another area that we think Calgary has a has a chance to become a global player in. Few startups in, that we've seen get funded lately, um, sensors and then adding analytics and, and artificial intelligence into that is going to be a trend to watch uh, that, that kind of fits with the where we've been as an economy. Um, the fact that DeepMind and all the AI work that has come out of Edmonton, um, it's 300 kilometers away, but um, it, you know, there's a provincial story forming up around, around artificial intelligence and specifically reinforcement learning. That, that's the, um, the research labs out of U of A uh, have, have been uh, that's their their expertise, and it's a significant amount of work there. Um, and there's a Alberta, I think, AMIA, Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute. Uh, so lots of you know, Alberta's flies under the radar in some of this this stuff. And part of my job is to let people know that we're coming, and to, when it comes out, to pay attention. For sure, no, that's why I'm talking to you. I'm curious too. Exactly. Um, and, and what like what are the profile of these founders? Are they straight out of school? Are they moving from you know other provinces or from other countries? Are they you know PhDs uh, that are then commercializing their research? Like what 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 is the like the profile? I'm just trying to understand like how how is someone getting into this? Yeah, one of the things that's uh, characteristic of a of a ecosystem that's at the phase that, that we are, which is really in a kind of activation or early activation stage so you have a lot of first-time founders and they will be coming either straight out of school you know the the transition that our economy is undergoing where oil and gas is a mature industry um, and so we've had a lot of people come out of there um, and and are so some of the startups uh, the, the, the founders are coming out of that kind of thing um, there's a I think one of the stark realities our ecosystem has to deal with is that 
we really need to significantly increase the volume of founders and the volume of, of startup activity. It's one of our areas that we're looking at. How do you do that? How do you um, encourage people to get into the lifestyle that is startup and and significantly increase the uh, the volume of startups that are in the in the ecosystem? And where is it going to come from? Uh, the University of Calgary has made some significant inc- uh, investments through the the um, Hunter family has has made major investments, and so they're creating the Hunter Hub um, for entrepreneurial thinking on campus. And they've hired a really great executive director who is pulling that together. Um, and uh, and you're seeing we've got the Alberta Enterprise. Uh, corporation is a fund of funds VC, and so they're stimulating a, a lot of VC. So, I, and the other thing we think is that in in Calgary and and Alberta, but in Calgary particularly, there is a high concentration of accumulated wealth and family offices that are looking for places to invest, and we have to do a better job of helping them understand um, how to be a tech investor. And we think that when that switch, and we see that switch happening now, when it completes, then we're going to be a really attractive place to to be an early stage company. Uh, that's a really interesting last point because I, I've you know I've heard the the first point you brought up about right how do we encourage people to go into into entrepreneurship? I think a lot of you know areas are grappling with that. But that second point is very interesting because that's true. There's a lot of people that have you know come into wealth or built wealth and they're maybe used to investing it in, in perhaps more mature investment products and to get into, you know, investing in startups is a very different type of exercise and can be very rewarding on many levels. But yeah, that is a, I hadn't thought about that before. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you've got a, a group of people that, that are looking here, it tends to be oil and gas and, and real estate and, and the risk profile is quite it's known it's com- you're comfortable with understanding what what it looks like you know how the business works um and when you're dealing investing in startups you really have to get more into portfolio thinking um and it can tends to be more hands-on and there's all kinds of fun stuff that comes along with it um but you know i've set this i've set this in, in the back of my mind i think could calgary alberta be the early stage investment capital of canada on a per capita basis, but I don't think it's a huge, I don't think it's a huge uh, leap to think that in Calgary, we could be the best place to get your first, say $5 million into your company. That might take us 10 years to get there, but um, there's a, there's a desire to take risks here and that people understand. And once they really start to get, feel some success with it, I think you're going to see it go fast. Um, one of the examples is uh, the Creative Destruction Labs Rockies chapter that opened here last year uh, was the, I believe it was one of, if not the fastest subscription rate. Um, so in, in a day, it actually became oversubscribed with fellows. And the family offices that have been working mostly investing in energy have, have paid attention and are, are in the room and are investing. And so that's the front end of the, of the wave that's coming here. So, so you talked about kind of um, changing the mindset for entrepreneurs, for investors. And 
I mean, I saw an interview you did with the star a while back, and there was a reference to a report in that article from Calgary Economic Development. And they talked about how, you know, Calgary is a very trained workforce, but there needs to be a lot of reskilling now where you might have an engineer, but maybe not a software engineer. And so how do you, you know, retrain that? And, you know, it's obviously if you have a new grad coming out, that's one thing, but someone that's maybe worked for five, 10 years for them to retrain is a different story. And I think a lot of industries are thinking about this. Uh, what has been Calgary's approach to the things that are working? Are there things that you're thinking about? Like, I, I find it a very interesting topic. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a big one and it's probably our most important challenge that we have, that we face right now. Um, although there's, a, a, there's an interesting, there's a, there's a company that's looking at moving to Calgary and in particular, they've actually, um, they've gone from kind of zero to 10 or say one to 10 people in a very short period of time. And they were able to find that talent in Calgary and they were all underemployed. Uh, so they've pulled them out of out of jobs that they shouldn't have been in, given their level of education, and brought them into their company, and they're thrilled. And as a result, they're looking at moving here. So more of those kind of stories are important. But in particular, the reskilling, there's a few ways we're looking at it. The, the first thing I'll say is that we've got a new economic strategy, 10-year economic strategy, and talent development is, is the top uh, priority in it. Um, and the provincial government has has announced uh, 3,000 new tech education seats, um, and there's a provincial task force that's being put in place that has some really great people on it that will tackle this. Uh, there are micro initiatives. So we've got the the rainforest um, uh, rainforest Alberta is a grassroots initiative to build out the the innovation ecosystem. Uh, they really focus on local connectedness, but also looking at um, they basically were, you know, it's up to like it's almost, I think it's almost 2000 people now that affiliate with Rainforest Alberta and they identified priorities. And then from a grassroots level said, OK, let's tackle these. And the talent one came up. So there's an initiative here called Evolve You that is a reskilling uh, full stack developer program that kicks off this fall with its first cohort and they're starting with about 25 people um, and they will come out with with they they go in with really great tech grounding technical education and will come out as full stack developers Um, that's you know that's just starting to turn the flywheel we probably also need more people to move here that have those skills uh, but we'll never tackle the scale of the challenge we have on talent that way. So, we're, do you think yeah, I get you. Like the the, the the getting people to move won't give you the scale, but maybe for specialized roles, it, it helps you keep some companies there that need those skills. Yeah, and you you know ultimately you have to take a long term perspective on this. So we're this is we are not going to make the changes in our economy that we need overnight. Uh, but some well-defined priorities and a broad, um, you know, galvanization of our community to tackle those priorities is is what's forming up here. That's what's starting to happen, and it's it's exciting to be part of it. So since you started, I mean, you're still relatively new. It's been just a few months. Like, what is what have been some of the biggest surprises or learnings like since you entered into it versus what you expected? 
<laughs> That's a challenging question. Um, let's see. Um, you know, I think the, some of the most interesting surprises are the under the radar, really cool success stories um, that people don't know about. <laughs> and it's, it's, that's the, you know, I always look at this and I get so excited about being able to tell the stories of our, of a community that is, you know, when you look at, for example, clean energy, you know, we're, we are going to be a place that helps create a sustainable energy solution for our prop, for the planet. And that's exciting to be part of. I can see the companies working on it, see the, the research at our universities lining up to be part of it. Uh, and I can see those trends happening. And I, I don't think enough people recognize that Alberta is serious about change and about sustainability and, and about making a difference. Um, it goes down to, you know, the individual entrepreneurial stories that are always inspiring. Um, and so it's, you know, I spent the last two years uh, in the craft brewing industry in Alberta, and we were opening a new brewery on average sometime, I think it was about every two and a half weeks, something like that, maybe three weeks um, in the time that I was there. So it was, I was just constantly talking with entrepreneurs and everyone has a, an amazing story. But some of the ones that they were all opening breweries. I'm talking to people who are creating companies that for power switch is one that, that was in our social innovation or social impact accelerator that we had here uh, with RBC. And they are really going to make a difference in, in people who are experiencing abuse and cyberbullying wow. in their lives. And their technology has put someone in jail. And they're just getting started. How do they it's, do that? It's, you know, uh, they're able to create uh, a, an audit trail on abusive messaging from multiple sources. And with just an MVP that they put in place that was sort of a manual process that they are automating, um, they assembled a binder of abuse and it was, it was evidence that was used to convict someone. Um, not a not a happy story in one way and a very happy story in another way, and they're just dedicated and they're they're you know plowing their lives into integrating cool. this tool. Um, yeah, and they work. So we that that was a fun. We we had a demo day. Um, six companies through, went through that program. We have a we have an incubation space here, and uh, our cohorts uh, that sort of is their home base. And uh, they were it was such a good cohort that uh, we gave them all an additional six months of, of free use of the space um, uh, to continue to build their businesses. And uh, so there I see them cool. all the time. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every, every, every organization like mine across the country has stories like this of you can see how the world's going to change by these companies if they can get to where they need to go and and you know serving those people and that mission is well it's it's what i've wanted to do my whole life it turns out 
And like, did you have to upgrade your skills at all, like from a tech perspective? Because I mean, you'd worked a bit in the venture capital space before, yeah. but were some of these areas newer to you? Uh, I'm always learning on about the the specifics. You know, the skill set that I have is is um, is a necessary evil of of um, working with government and uh, and leaders in our community, uh, and then leading a team of of people and assembling a team. Um, and really putting the strategic vision in place and getting our board and, and, and our stakeholders behind it. So I don't need to know so much about the specifics. Um, I need to build a, an organization that operates at, uh, at the highest possible level and is impactful and entrepreneurial as an organization. Um, so, but I also need to have, you know, I need to be generally aware. And I just, as a passion of mine, I've, I've, I just, I just follow advances in technology and advances in startup world. And I, I've been doing it since I was a professor at the university of Calgary, since I was a student yeah. at Texas tech university. Awesome. And so if, if anyone is like listening, is interested either to learn more about what's happening there or to potentially move there, or, you know, is in Calgary listening to this and wants to get more involved, what would be the best resource for them to check out or um, locations for them to go to? Well, uh, there's a, there are a number. I mean, I so the first obviously our organization CalgaryTechnologies.com, uh, although that will be changing, but I'm sure it'll redirect. <laughs> <laughs> we we hope to change it by the end of September uh, into uh, into a top secret new name. Um, <laughs> so so go there, go to that website. Uh, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm very open on LinkedIn to to making connections. Do my best to have coffee with anybody that's interested. Um, uh, although my life has has really become busy, so it, it, I'm able to do less of that than than I than I want to. But once we you know once we get this ship turned around, we'll I'll be more open to those kinds of things. Um, a couple other organizations that I think are really really people should tune into in Calgary. Uh, Startup Calgary is one of our close colleagues. They they work. Um, their focus is really on increasing volume of people who are interested in, in entrepreneurship. So they run a lot of the uh, entrepreneurship sort of orientation and uh, run startup weekends and those kinds of things. Once you're a, once you're a committed entrepreneur and you have a company, that's where, that's where we come in. Um, and we will be able to provide the incubation space and take you from kind of ground zero to uh, further uh, advancement and, and really get you investable. Um, another organization again would be uh, the Rainforest Alberta, and encourage people to connect in. Every Wednesday, there's a, a gathering called the Lunch Without Lunch, uh, and that's where the community comes together, and it is it is alive with networking. Yeah. Um, so those, I think, those two would be the the places that I would say if you're interested in Calgary, you're going to get the most. Uh, um, you know, between the three of us, you're going to get a full orientation. Cool. Awesome. Well, Terry, thank you very much for, for sharing your thoughts on, on the Calgary texting today. Thanks for having me, Derek.